This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 20th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Iran may not offer much to praise in terms of civil society, but it is the only nation with an operating market for human kidneys. Dr. Benjamin Hippen is a transplant nephrologist and author of a new Cato Institute policy analysis, Organ Sales and Moral Travails, Lessons from the Living Kidney Donor Program in Iran. When people try to defend subsidies for the arts, they often talk about Michelangelo. And the retort from libertarians is, do we really want to emulate the Medicis of Rome? Here you have sort of a case where we have a country that we probably would not like to emulate in many ways, but could be instructive for the purposes of understanding uh, how to more efficiently allocate voluntarily our organs. I agree with that. Again, the idea behind looking at the Iranian model um, is not to hold it up as an example of things we can emulate. The reason to look at the Iranian model is that it's the only model in the world that we have that actually informs the theoretical debate pro and con uh, over a regulated market in organs. Iran's the only country in the world that has a legal organ vendor market, and they've had it for 20 years. Consequently, the data that's been published from Iran gives us an opportunity to test empirically whether some of the criticisms and concerns about a regulated organ market hold up or not. And what I found is that some of them do and some of them don't. Beyond, And I think we can learn from uh, what works and what doesn't work in Iran, and I think we can take what works and restructure it uh, within a society uh, that is free and is governed by the rule of law. And I think that's the most important lesson that can be taken from this study. How does their system function? If someone uh, requires a kidney transplant, they're first evaluated as they are in this country by a nephrologist and a surgeon. After that, uh, they are counseled that it's in their best interest uh, to pursue uh, organ transplantation from a biologically related living donor. About 10 to 12 percent of organ recipients in Iran pursue this route. If they are being evaluated in a transplant center that has a deceased donor program, uh, they're typically put on a waiting list uh, for a deceased donor for about six months. If a deceased donor organ doesn't uh, turn up, they're then referred to a patient-run charity organization. One such example is the Dialysis and Transplant Patients Association. These are charitable organizations uh, that are responsible for identifying vendors, potential vendor candidates, and matching up vendors and recipients. These charitable organizations do not receive money for identifying vendors and they are not responsible for the evaluation or the approval of vendors. Once these charities identify potential vendor candidates, they are then evaluated by nephrologists and surgeons to make sure that they don't have any medical or surgical contraindications, and, if, and, and, and it's, it's the physicians that are responsible for approving or vetoing a vendor's candidacy. Uh, if a vendor is approved, then the transplant goes forward. The vendor is then paid in two ways. Uh, the Iranian government pays a fixed uh, amount, generally about $1,200 U.S., and then there's a second payment that's either negotiated uh, by the recipient's family or, if the recipient is impoverished, uh, is paid uh, out of funds from one of these patient-run charity organizations. So even impoverished people in Iran have access to transplantation. What's troubling uh, about 
the Iranian system is that what happens to vendors over the long term, both physiologically and socioeconomically, is not known. There are some small studies of this uh, from individual transplant centers, and the results are decidedly mixed. Because of that, uh, the Iranian model, in my view, uh, is morally unacceptable as a template for countries such as the United States or Canada. I think it is incumbent uh, for transplant professionals, physicians, surgeons, etc., uh, to endorse and only participate in uh, the evaluations of recipients, donors, or vendors when the safety, the long-term safety and well-being of those people can be assured. And insofar as they can't be, then I think physicians, surgeons, and transplant professionals have an obligation not only not to cooperate with such systems, but to speak out against them, as I've done. In, in your research, did you note anything that was cultural about Iran that made this type of system okay? One of the most unusual uh, findings, ones that, that surprised me, was that uh, unlike countries uh, that are ravaged by organ trafficking, where in addition to uh, the fact that people who are desperately poor uh, are disproportionately the ones who sell their kidneys, uh, in other countries it's also disproportionately women. What was interesting about Iran is that uh, 90% of the organ vendors were men. There's no clear explanation as to why that's the case. Uh, but when one talks about categories of people who were typically oppressed or coerced in certain ways, uh, this wasn't the category that immediately came to mind. And I don't have a good explanation for it. Dr. Benjamin Hippen is a transplant nephrologist and author of a new Cato Institute policy analysis, Organ Sales and Moral Travails, Lessons from the Living Kidney Donor Program in Iran. It's available for download at our website, cato.org.